This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome to your Thursday Rush Hour. If you'd like to be part of the program today, pick up your phone. 800-848-WABC, the number to call, 800-848-9222. We expect Representative Jim Jordan to be calling in the program very soon, in fact. And as soon as he calls in, we will stop what we're doing and get to him in the meantime, New York City Schools Chancellor David Banks has declared a state of emergency after more youth violence took the lives of two public school students. He says it's a state of emergency. It's going to require a much greater degree of intervention. Parents and teachers were told Wednesday night. The meeting was the panel for the educational policy. And we will get back to that story, but we are so pleased to have with us Representative Jim Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, brother. Good to to be with you. You, you, uh, Your new year's starting off well? It is starting off very well, especially since I see that... uh, there's a little bit of progress being made on some things, and you and you are part of the reason that people feel good about at least things aren't where they were. Now we don't know what the results are going to be. Yeah, yeah, we got work to do. Yeah, yeah, and you said that. Um, now let me just ask you to begin with. I know your time is always short, uh, but how is the is the DOJ cooperating with you? You would ask them to hand over documents with for some well, of the we, investigations. We, Right. We've asked, we've done I don't know, hundreds of letters over the, the course of the past Congress. Uh, we don't have subpoena authority until next week when, when the committee officially meets and does the organizational meeting. We don't even know who the Democrat members of the, of the Judiciary Committee are yet. Um, so once we have that, we'll have the ability to, to subpoena. Dog, but I still think they're going to give us, you know, they're still going to, it's still going to be slow. But we expect to get the information eventually. But what we can do in the meantime is, remember, we now have, uh, dozens of whistleblowers who've come talk to Republican staff on the Judiciary Committee about uh, these are FBI agents who've taken whistleblower status, come talk to us and, and tell us about the how political the, the FBI has become. And so we can I think many of those individuals are going to be willing to be deposed. And I think many of them are going to be willing to testify publicly because, unfortunately, many of them, in our judgment, have retaliated, against, which is a direct direct attack. Not supposed to happen that way. I think, and frankly, we'll also start with some of the American citizens who've been targeted by a political justice department, uh, specifically some of the parents that we know had the FBI show up at their door simply because they went to a school board meeting and advocated for their for their son or daughter. 
Now, you also are going to be serving on uh, the panel that's going to look at the weaponization of the federal government. There are two select subcommittees there about COVID. Now, just yesterday, James O'Keefe and and Project Veritas released a video. You saw that, right? What do you think? I haven't seen the video, but I I haven't seen the video, but I heard about it. I I, I hadn't had a chance to watch it yet, but um, it's scary stuff. And and remember, but the, the... they everything these guys told us turned out to be wrong. wrong. Right? They told us, oh, it, it wasn't our tax dollars going to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Well, yes, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't gain of function, uh, function research. Sure, it looks like it was. It wasn't. It wasn't a leak from the lab that caused this virus. It sure appears like it was. Oh, the vaccinated can't get it. The vaccinated can't transmit it. Those were wrong. There's no such thing as natural. Me. Oh, that was wrong. I mean, everything they told us turned out to be wrong. And yet, while they were telling us all this, they were attempting to set up the Disinformation Governance Board to to limit the free speech, First Amendment free speech rights. So th- this is why this that committee is so important. And frankly, it also ties into the to the Select Committee on Judiciary, where we're going to look at the, the political nature of the Justice Department and what we think is the weaponization of government. So one of the things that I know that there are so many people in this country, Representative Jordan, that also wants you to look at when you look at covid would you please, would somebody please co- either either give the American people some comfort or put them on warning with the vaccination, with those people that have mm-hmm. been vaccinated? There are reports yeah. all around the world about this, this what, we, what people are calling suddenly dead. And they're in yeah. younger demographics, people just, and, and I am not saying that Young. there's a causation. I don't think any yeah. of us are, but people want to know, is there a causation they don't want politics. They just want the truth. Is there yeah. a causation between uh, vaccinations and some of the uh, illnesses and even deaths that some people are experiencing? Will somebody yeah. please look at that? Yeah, just level with us. Give us the facts. Give us the truth. We're, after all, we're adults. Uh, we're Americans, and we're tired of the the double speak and the, and and you know it's funny because the very people who wanted to set up the disinformation governance board are the biggest purveyors of disinformation. It's the federal government. So yeah, treat us the way. The other thing that bothers us is these people who are making these decisions and running our lives, running the country. None of them ever put their name on ballot. I had to go stand in front of the people and run for office and get elected. Those are the people who are supposed to make decisions, not the unelected people like Dr. Fauci. So all this, give us the facts. I'm very concerned about this because you put out a lot of it's we're hearing about young uh, athletes, young men, healthy, and, and so a real concern there. And then there's also the concern that young, healthy individuals who were willing to put their life on the line for our country in our military have been kicked out of the military for not taking the vaccine. They should be allowed to come back in if they want to. They should receive back pay. That's something we're going to work on trying to get done in this Congress. And some of those people had to also, uh, the government tried to claw back their signing bonuses from them. Ah, To add insult to injury. Now, uh, okay, Representative Jordan, you're also going to be involved looking at what's going on at the border. Well, yeah. Okay. What? What? What can we expect? We are one of the things that I let me give you an example. One of the things that I've I've been speaking with Todd Benzman, who is a reporter that from the uh, Center for Immigration Studies, who actually visits the area regularly and also goes to Mexicans, uh, Mexico southern border. One of the Mm -hmm. the things he discussed with me is the funding mechanisms. 
the United Nations, and to a degree, is helping. They're not the only ones. And several other NGOs are helping to fund this crossing over the border. And yet it's it's as if can one of the things we hope many of us hope is that we understand how this is happening. We know it's happening, but how is it happening? Who is funding this invasion, if you want to call it that, or these continued surges? And then how do we stop it? Great question. And the the American taxpayer is paying for, for goodness sake, because what happens is this this is being done intentional. There is there is no other way to describe it. When you have the, the volume of illegal migrants coming um, that, that we have now in, in the two years of Joe Biden, it's because they're, they're, it's a premeditated, intentional um, the, the thing that's going on here because they said we're going to get rid of the Remain in Mexico policy. We're not going to build the wall. And if you get here, we're not going to deport you. So that's just that, that's just a sign that says come on in and they are coming. You can't fault them for wanting to come to the greatest country. And then what happens is the American tax dollars go to these NGOs, which then will house these folks once they get in the country and then it will help them move into where they want to go all over the United States. That's the dynamic. And while we're so focused on doing that and so many resources are involved in processing the, uh, these illegal migrants who come, there's not the resources to stop the fentanyl that's coming in and doing so much harm to so many communities around our country. It's intentional. There is no other. Every month there, there was a, there was a seven month period. Uh, a year and a half ago, where every single month we set a record for illegal migrants entering the country, a record. So right. this is being done intentionally. Why the Biden administration does this, I don't know. I think they're going to begin to change a little bit, and we're going to pass legislation out of the House. I don't know if, if Chuck Schumer and the Democrats will take it up, but if they don't, that will become a central issue, of course, in the 2024 presidential race. But we're going to pass a good bill out of, out of, out of the House uh, that will deal with uh, immigration enforcement and border security um, to show the American people what needs to be done. And basically, it's what President Trump was doing. Okay, you just mentioned Chuck Schumer. And let me just add the name, Hakeem Jeffries, the new Democrat um, minority leader, um, who just said he's wondering whether whether people, Republicans, are sitting in a dungeon, some laboratory, some basement, cooking up extreme ideas to jam down the throats of the American people. And this was <laughs> this is in regard yeah. to the debt ceiling. And so now all of a sudden you guys are extreme and you want to hurt the country. They're saying anything that you want to do with a national sales tax. And, and, and that could be debated tax scam. Yeah, but right. I, I wonder what is what do you expect the relationship to be like with Democrats and on this well, debt ceiling business? Uh, the the yeah. White House's position so far was that they at first they said they weren't going to negotiate. Do you expect them to actually come to the table in good faith? Well, they better because, I mean, just five weeks ago, they passed that one point seven trillion dollar monstrosity. Hardly any House Republicans voted for it. And now they're saying just a week ago, we're not going to negotiate with House Republicans. So think how stupid that sounds. We just spent a boatload of money. Now, give us the ability to borrow a boatload more so we can fund the stupid things we just passed in that bill that you didn't support. No, that's not how it works. Of course, they're going to have to negotiate with us. And we're going to require some, I think, some real savings in there, some real structural changes in that. In that uh, here, here's a simple one. This is not even that big a deal, but this is simple. They haven't done a budget in the Senate for I don't know how many years. So think about this. So one of the things we should say, if we're going to increase the debt ceiling, you've got to do a budget. 
You go borrow money from a bank, you're starting a small business, you got to show them a business plan, you got to show them a budget. But oh, somehow the, the Senate Democrats don't have to do that. I mean, you got to be kidding me. We're not going to negotiate. We just spent a, a 1.7 trillion on top of the other trillions we spent. That, that is the craziest. So yeah, they're going to they're going to negotiate with uh, Speaker McCarthy and, and Joe Biden. And we're going to, I think, insist on something that is good common sense for the American people. The one area we might be able to find some common ground is um, is on on China uh, and the China task force and looking at some things that we think can be helpful there. So uh, let's hope that's the case. And then to the just finally to the to the issue of, oh, uh, uh, Minority Leader Jeffrey said that Republicans are extreme. It's not extreme to have a border that's under control. It's not extreme to go away from the from the 41 year high inflation rate they have. It's not extreme to extreme to not have the record climb that we got under Joe Biden. It's not extreme to 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 actually have education energy policy that works and have low gas prices. Those aren't extreme. And it's certainly not extreme to have a government that treats people equally under the law, which is what we're supposed to do under our Constitution. So those are the things that we're going to fight for. Now, let me ask you, have all the uh, the heightened feelings over the speaker battle, are those all now a thing of the past? Everybody, real, we've got a speaker now. It's in place. You guys are moving. You guys are doing things. Yeah. A lot of people, look, there's, you know this, and there's no secret. A lot of people wanted you to be speaker, and, and, and one day hope that maybe you will be speaker. But I think people are pretty satisfied with the way things are shaking out right now, yeah, they see yeah. this this Congress is moving forward. You have a lot of fans out here. You have a lot of people, Representative Jordan, who trust well, you, and they yeah. trust you for good and and for good reason. I might add, yeah, because well, you have never you. lied to people. You tell the truth, and you're a straight shooter. Yeah, well, they trust you, and they appreciate what you do for the cause of freedom and for our country. Uh, you know, we went through that that week of, of several votes. But now we're united. I think Speaker McCarthy is doing a great job and is going to do a great job. And we just got to remember the simple concept. Whatever differences may exist amongst Republicans in the House, they pale in comparison. And I said this on the House floor during that week. They pale in comparison to the differences between Republicans and the left, which now controls the Democrat Party and the radical things they want to do. So we had better stick together. I think we will stick together and get the things done that we told the American people we were going to do. Now, some of them may not become law because Chuck Schumer may not take them and get them through the Senate, but that will help frame up the debate for the 2024 presidential election when I hope President Trump runs. Well, I know he's running. I hope he runs and wins. Um, So that's how American politics works. So we're committed to doing that and also doing the oversight work that we talked about a few minutes ago that the Constitution requires us to do. Um, We're going to focus on that as well. And I got I to gotta run here. I apologize. I got to get to a meeting. Thank you so been, much for your great time. Great to be with you, brother. You bet. Great Take to care. be with you. Jim Jordan, yeah. Representative Jim Jordan, ladies and gentlemen, on WABC. We are coming back. Boston Early's Rush Hour, 800-848-WABC. Don't go away. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Sade brings us back with the kiss of life. There must have been an angel by my side. Something heavenly led me to you. Look at the sky. It's the color of love. Must have been an angel by 
As I was saying when we started the show, ladies and gentlemen, New York Schools Chancellor David Banks. Let it roll. It's calling for an all-hands response to all of the shootings and all of the deaths of children in our city. It's a state of emergency. He said it's going to require a much greater degree of intervention. He said these aren't just some isolated incidents. This is a very, very bad situation happening around the city. And our children are not in a good place. Hey, Curtis. You ever hear this woman, Curtis? This, this, this. You ever hear this woman, Sade? Have you, have you ever heard of her? Repeat that. H- have you ever heard of her, Sade? Oh, this, Sade from England, UK. Yeah, are you sure you? Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt, Sade, the best. Yeah, you, you actually got five star top shelf selection today. A little depressing, but the best. <laughs> Curtis. We are supposed to be working on a rescue plan for cats. I am still begging you, let's get this underway before the summer happens. You got it, because remember, I'm fighting to be the rat czar in New York City, and the mayor dissed me today in his State of the City address. He said, as long as I'm mayor, Sliwa will never be the rat czar. Well, Curtis, you can be the rat czar of WABC anytime. That's right. And remember, my solution is feral cats, which is what we're going to work on. I know. I promise you. I promise you. It actually works. Well, now that you played Sade, you've uh, restored your musical acumen uh, uh, in terms of my mindset about you. So, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Curtis Lee, ladies and gentlemen, look, this thing, by the way, stay there for one second, Curtis. Don't go away, because i got to ask you about this. Let's take the music out. Curtis, I'm really serious about this. This thing has has bothered me like no other's business. The the chancellor of New York City Schools is saying today that, look, this is an emergency. These kids being killed in this city. We've got to have more intervention. He says that the current level of interventions, police, grief counselors, social workers, they don't go far enough to address the root causes of violence among kids in this city. Now, last year, over 157 children were killed by this. What is your what are we what are we supposed to do about this, Curtis? Well, I deal with these young thugs and thuggets every day as young as 12 and 13. Uh, they actually have fanny packs they carry around their shoulders with their nine millimeters uh, on them, fully loaded, and the cops are not permitted to stop and frisk them. So Chancellor Eric Adams and the rest of you out there who are crying about all this increase in juvenile crime, why don't you do the juniors a favor, stop them, frisk them, and get the guns and the ammo off the street? The last time that stop and frisk was tried, it worked. Crime went down. I understand that there are constitutional issues about this. The rights are being violated. But at some point, is there a way, and I know you're not a lawyer, I'm not asking you to be a lawyer, but do you think that there's a way that we could implement some kind of stop and frisk program 
that actually does meet constitutional um, requirements so that we're not violating anyone's rights. Curtis, something has to be done. The level of violence in this city cannot continue unabated. Chase, the other day, I know you saw this. Chase says it's now um, um, shutting down some branches because of the criminal. We've had so many shops say that there's another story today. New York Post, a big one, how up in the Bronx, they're now starting to hire private security guards. Okay, do we want private security forces now taking on this crime problem? Well, let me tell you something. It's kind of easy with the teenagers. You take the gun, you take the clip, and you say, when you see your mommy, because we know you don't have a daddy around, tell them to come to the precinct and claim your gun and your clip. That's how you get the guns and the clips off the street. You can worry about the constitutional issues on another day. There's nobody who is going to stand up and say it's the right of a 12 or a 13-year-old to be fully strapped in the streets of New York City, in the schools, or in the trains. Take the guns from the kids. It's that simple. Thank you, Curtis. I love that Sade. You're going to come back with a little Sade? We can do that. Thank you. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley with you. Curtis Lee would join us for a moment. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. All-star lineup, Jim Jordan and Curtis Lewa on WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming right back. Please don't go away. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. We take requests. Curtis wanted us to come back with some more Sade, so here it is. From the No Ordinary Love album, I couldn't, absolutely couldn't, love you more. Sade on WABC, Talk Radio 77. Could I love you more? Time was running out. Could I love you more? All right now, baby. Attorney Ben Crump, civil rights attorney, is getting into the act now. This is over the African-American studies units that have been taken out with by Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis and, and this, the school administrators. Look, the lies being spread about Ron DeSantis are abominable. All of a sudden, you've got people, oh, he doesn't want black kids to learn their history. You, the people that spew this utter garbage nonsense are so misinformed. Florida has, by law, African-American studies in the curriculum. Nothing has changed that. The issue here is two things. Critical race theory and queer theory so-called queer theory, were in this one course. And Florida law now says they're not, we're not doing this woke indoctrination. Folks, this is a battle that has to be had. If you put something and you name it African-American this, African-American that, African-American this, all of a sudden, if anyone opposes it, they're going to be accused of being a racist bigot swine. Okay? And, it's not the, and, and Democrats have been using that tactic for ages. Just put something in it, put the worst elements in something, but slap the name African-American something or another on top of it. And, and then dare anybody to try to go against it. Well, unlike a lot of Democrats who have no gonads, who have no onions, 
Ron DeSantis has a set. And he's not just going to allow this nonsense, this indoctrination of kids to continue, especially black kids. I didn't say, I don't mean especially all kids, but see, here's the problem, okay? You ask people, many people ask, why is it that when we look at the numbers in society, black kids are coming up less educated than their white counterparts? Why is it when we go to health care, black people don't have a good health care in America? Why is it? And the Democrats always whine about institutional racism. The institutional racism does exist. It comes from liberals. It comes from liberals who will not allow black children in America to be taught America is a great nation and they should be proud to be part of it. The institutional racism comes from saying that black kids don't deserve to learn how to read, write, do arithmetic, learn how to do advanced work, so that when it's time for them to actually graduate high school and college, they know how to read, how to write, how to function in society. No, we're supposed to be teaching these black kids, according to these liberals, how to be queer. Like that's the most important thing in their life, who they stick it into or get stuck into. And that is not the most important thing in life. We're supposed to be teaching them CRT to hate America and call themselves victims forever so that they can get some reparations. I want my reparations money, by the way. You notice that ever since California, Scott, did you notice this? Ever since California actually put a number on it and said every black person gets $5 million, all of a sudden everything went quiet. The San Francisco one. Yeah. Now we're not hearing about reparations anymore. Now, but see, this is the problem. Anybody that is serious about educating American children, including African-American children, has to fight these battles because the left has indoctrinated your children so much. They think it's their right to sexualize your child beginning at age three. They think it's their right to give your kids queer education. They think it's their right to indoctrinate your children, to tell them that if they were born a boy, they might not be one. If they're born a girl, they might not be one. They think it's their right to train these kids to believe that America is the worst place you could possibly live and that there are no opportunities here for you. They're supposed to forsake their birthright as American citizens to freedom, to prosperity, to liberty in order to hate this country. And if you go against that, like Ron DeSantis is going against it in Florida, then all of a sudden they want to call you a racist. Well, it's time to stop this crap. I'm just saying. And now you got that governor from Illinois, Pritzker, weighing in like he knows something about this. Okay, here's some of the other issues. And we're coming to your phones. Right, we will get to your phones. Let me just go through a quick rundown of some of the headlines. Democrats are peaked again. They're having a cow. You know why? Facebook has decided to let President Trump back on. Hate, racism, and misogyny. That's what they're saying. They're having a meltdown. The folks at Meta, at Facebook, say, hey, the guy's a former president. Let him back. Adam Schiff, other news, says he's running for the Senate in California. They deserve him, and he might actually win. 
Kevin McCarthy, this is according to the Amazon Prime Washington Post editorial board, may regret kicking Adam Schiff off the House Intelligence Committee. Uh, To the Amazon Prime Washington Post, no. No one's going to regret it except for you because now you've just lost one of your biggest leakers, maybe. Uh Maybe that's why you'd regret it. (sighs) Schiff went on to complain You know where we went? Hey, Scott, guess where Adam Schiff went to complain about being thrown off so off of the committees? I saw it. I don't remember. Uh, Let me give you uh, a hint. Like China. China. No, I didn't see that. TikTok. He went on TikTok. Okay. Okay. He went on the commies social media platform, TikTok, and started complaining of being thrown off the U.S. Smart move, Adam. Go on the China's commies site. To complain. Airing all our dirty laundry to the commies. Exactly. Eric Swalwell says he's not going away. He said we're not going away. Hey, where's Fang Fang? Has she gone away, Eric? Okay, former Baltimore State's Attorney General Marilyn Mosby. Her entire, her entire legal queen uh, uh, team is quitting. You know, she's still under, uh, 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 there's a case still against her like mortgage fraud or something like that. Okay, guess what has gone up in price? Food stamps. Every time Democrats are in power, the same thing happens. Right now, food stamps, $119 billion. Here's another one. This is from the dailybs.com, my website. Uh, consumer confidence dwindles as economic fears rise. The story came to us from the center square. Consumers are feeling 13% less confident about their financial outlook than they did just one year ago. Okay. Here's another one from the Daily BS. People are falling behind on their car payments at levels not seen since the financial crisis. What does that tell you? It tells you that people are hurting out here. Now, the Michigan school board member who says that whiteness is evil has doubled down. And she let it be known that one of the reasons she thinks whiteness was evil because she was married to a white guy. (laughs) Divorced him six years ago. And that's what informed her so bad that whiteness is evil. This chicky poo is off her. Never mind. Don't be nice to people, James. Don't start calling names. Okay. Virginia schools are withholding test scores, citing equity. They are costing top students their college scholarships. This is a new trend in schools. The kids that do best, that make honors class, the administrators aren't telling them. And they're not allowing them to apply in the name of equity. So they're robbing these students of scholarships and of also knowing that they're at the top of their class, merit awards and so forth. 17 high schools in Virginia have been withholding National Merit Scholarship Award information from students and their parents. That is according to an op-ed written by Virginia's governor, Glenn Youngkin. This is shameful. This is more leftism on parade. Parents in Wisconsin are suing over a gender support plan that hides Students transitioning 
turning from boy to girl, girl to boy, a boy to girl, girl to girl to whatever they want to turn into, they're not telling their parents. A story that I wanted to get to yesterday and did not. Stacey Abrams is silent about a new poll showing 0% of black Georgians had problems voting this time around. 0%. All this talk about how racist the Republicans were with the new voting laws. Remember that? Joe Biden. Remember him saying Republicans are the new Jim Crow and we were, you know, uh, suppressing the votes of black people? 0% of black Georgians had a problem voting last election, according to a new poll. James Golden, a.k.a. Boss Nerdly, your calls are coming up right after this. Stay here. Oh, this is Rufus taking us into the break. Rufus and Chaka Khan, everlasting love. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Phil Collins brings us back. Not Phil Collins, Phil Perry. Goodness me, I knew it was a Phil. You know, Phil Perry does a lot of original songs, but he also does great cover songs. This is one of his great cover songs from the Delphonics. Of course, Tom Bell wrote this one with the Delphonics. La La Means... I love you. Let's go to the telephone, shall we? Suffolk City. Robert, let's start with you. How are you? Hi, James. Uh, I heard that phone call with Representative Jim Jordan. And I believe it was interfered with deliberately by the government. You do? The way he was broken up. The way he was broken up, mm. I don't think it was on your end, the station end. I think it, it was wasn't on, on our end. end. It wasn't. No? Nope, it wasn't. I thought Look, it was it on have been, end. It, it could have been. It could have been interference from chemtrails. It could have been interference from any number of things. You know, it could have been that metallic stuff that's in the in the in the vax that, that messed up the phone lines. It could have been graphene. You're thinking of graphene. Graphite. That's graphene. It could have been. It could have been that he was too near to a 5G tower. You know, so 
I'm not kidding. I mean, you know. Anyway. Well, we know we're being spied on, and I yep. believe our communications are being interfered with to prevent or uh, make it harder to disseminate information, organize, and take action. We have to achieve anyway. We can't let any of that stop us. And that's one of the things that Jim Jordan does. He's amazing. And it was an amazing interview. We were able to get where this thing is going with Jim Jordan and the House Republicans. And I'm very pleased with the direction they're taking. Robert, I thank you for the call very much. Frank in Long Island, thank you for waiting. Welcome. Hello, Frank. Thank you. I have a question for you. Have you ever been to Shelter Island out in the east end of Long Island? Yeah. But it was many, 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 many moons ago. Okay, but you know the geographical area since you've been there. Yeah. Um, it's a very small island, maybe measures 29 miles, give or take, population about 1,700, 900 homes. Just about 200 people, uh, I shouldn't say people, 200 children and, and teenagers go to their school there. And uh, it just broke in the news today. Their first year guidance counselor there came up with a lesson plan. And that really has to do with the woke stuff. So she had half of the students apparently go into the gymnasium, and there's a white line there for the basketball court. And as she asked questions, if uh, it was a yes, you were to step forward. So naturally, we get into the questions of uh, your family life. Um, do you have an alcoholic family, a drug abuse family? And then it gets into, uh, naturally, the gender stuff and how you identify. And uh, all the parents freaked out. As, as they, they should. should. As they should. Look, thank you, Frank. This stuff is pervasive in so many schools in, in, around the country. We learn more every single day. And this is what that battle in Florida is truly about. It is about the woke agenda inside an advanced placement course with the word African-American on it. And like I said earlier, if you put the word African-American on anything, as soon as anybody complains about it, the Democrats just go off and say it's racism. It is not racism. What DeSantis is doing in Florida is fighting against this woke agenda inside colleges and inside uh, the, the high schools there. And the pushback from liberals ought to tell you how effective that fight is going. They are beside themselves because he is taking it on. Let's go to Alec in the Bronx. Hi, Alec. Welcome. Hey, Bo. This is Eric. Big Bad Bo, the golden one keeper of the frame. I uh, wanted to talk to you about the documents. But people are missing the big picture with this is that the source, there's no command and control because they should know. Each time a document is signed out, the date, the time, the person who signs it out, and whether or not it's returned. Unless they're sneaking it out, in the case of Biden, six years, there should have been an audit at the end of a shift. Hey, a document wasn't returned. Where is it? Who has it? Go check. Make a phone call. And only because it's Trump that now you find documents are missing, where are they? And that was legitimately done. But the bottom line is, when a document is signed out, it's daytime, the person who signed it out, who returned the document, and it has to be signed back in. And when you sit there and 
the document is missing all this time and nobody has, I mean, even at a shift change at the skiff or wherever the document originated from, somebody should have known a document or documents are missing because each document has a control number. So Let me tell you something, Eric. You have laid this out. Okay, and the fact is the president can declassify documents. And that's what Donald Trump said he did. Joe Biden is making no such claim because that power does not vest in the vice presidency. So, yeah, let's put that. This whole document thing has now spiraled in a way that Democrats cannot use it as a blunt instrument against Trump. And for Biden, the story is getting worse and worse. Even that Hunter had access to classified information. So we will see where this takes us in coming days. It's time. Catch the night up next here on WABC. Keep it right here. Get that WABC app. Keep it with you night and day. We'll be back tomorrow, God willing. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. Thank you for being with us today. And we'll be back for tomorrow's Friday rush hour at 4 o'clock. Be here. Thank you. Bye. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.